Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. You may have noticed that I wasn't able to post an episode this past Saturday, and that is because I was out of town for a friend's wedding. So I was a little bit distracted, you know, with traveling to another city and catching up with old friends and wedding related activities. So something had to take a backseat and Once again, that was the podcast, and I wasn't able to get around to posting an episode. So my apologies for that. Um, Looking forward to the rest of the year, it looks like really every weekend is pretty jam-packed. So I think I'm going to make it a goal of posting new content weekly. I know that's another change. Um... But hey, this is a work in progress, and I'm learning about the podcast world and really how to keep up with the podcast uh, in a way that's feasible for me and to keep it fresh with new content uh, for everybody that's listening in. So with that being said, I do have some new content for you today. Um, This episode is with Nabil. He's a fourth-year medical student down in South Florida. Uh, We talk about a lot of different things, including the fourth year of medical school, the residency match process, um, and a few other topics. So uh, take a listen, and I hope you enjoy today's show. This call is now being recorded. Hey, what's up, man? Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. How are you? Finally get an opportunity to catch you. Yeah, I know, dude. Sorry, it's been a little busy the past couple of weeks. Um... I've just been preparing for my uh, step two board exams, and then last week we had our residency applications due, so it's just been a little hectic with all that plus rotations going on. Yeah, I hear you, man. We have a bunch of student rotators with us. They're all fourth years for the most part. Uh, Mm -hmm. Actually, they're all fourth years, and so uh, we heard that, or I heard that Eris was open and kind of trickling in, so you can tell that everyone was super distracted. Yeah, exactly. That's what's been going on here, honestly, just because you're trying to focus on your rotations, but at the same time, you have, like, you know, ERAS, which is, like, determining the rest of your life in front of you, so it's just kind of hard to just focus on just being in the moment and just doing your rotations, that's all. Yeah, seriously, I know. It's a it's a pretty big deal. It can be pretty intimidating. I definitely yeah. get that. I felt the same way when I was there, so. I yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. When When did you apply? I was I finished medical school in 2015, so I did EM residency from 15 to 18. Okay. So I was applying 2014 then. Nice man. Was the process super uh, super tough for you when you did it? Yeah. So my my process was very intimidating. I thought I was a pretty good applicant, but I actually only got six interviews total. Uh, for obviously obviously for emergency medicine so Mm -hmm. it was a pretty nerve-wracking process I think the I remember the application part being pretty straightforward I felt pretty confident going into it because I did my ways and I felt like I had done pretty much everything that my I guess he was the program director at the time and he was also my advisor had Mm -hmm. recommended and obviously meet with people from like student affairs and I'm sure you have too, and they kind of mm-hmm. guide you along. Yeah. And so, you know, I submitted Eris, I think like you just like very quickly and felt like I had good letters and had a good class rank. And then 
I think as the interview season went along, I was just kind of perplexed as to what was going on. But don't let that scare you as far as your (laughs) – what what will hold true for your interview season because I feel like my experience was an anomaly. I don't know what it was. I think at some point the – one somebody from the student affairs office kind of hinted at that there may be some kind of comment or something in a in a letter of recommendation from somewhere but you know I had never been told that and I think generally people are pretty straightforward with you when you have some kind of issue so that you can rectify it and I hadn't really been told anything so I was really I was really caught off guard but I mean I yeah my number one place so that's awesome, dude. I mean, honestly, that that's kind of the nerve-wracking part. You don't get to see a lot of your rec- letters of recommendation, um, or any of them, actually. So when I submitted those last week, it's just, you know, I feel like a lot of it is in our hands, where, like, you know, as hard as you worked in med school, your involvement, your research, your scores, like, those are, that's, like, within your hands. But I feel like a lot of it seems like it's out of our control, too. So at this point, I'm just, like, I did the best that I could. I worked as hard as I could. Um, and then I'm just leaving the rest up to higher powers yeah i hear you you're doing you're applying to emergency medicine right no i'm not i'm actually so i was considering emergency medicine for a little while i remember we talked uh about that a few months ago but i was basically deciding between emergency medicine and physical medicine rehabilitation pmnr so i ended up deciding to apply into pmnr oh that's right what uh what drove that was there anything in particular um Honestly, there was just, I don't know, there was a lot of things that I loved, honestly, about both. I was actually pretty diehard emergency medicine from day one of med school. I liked everything about it. I liked the fast-pacedness of it. I think, honestly, what you guys do is super, super cool. I actually did my, I actually did a slow site at Broward General where you work, but I did it at, so I know you're at the Coral Springs location, um, but I did it at the Broward General Hospital, which is, like, more in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, mm-hmm. And I even loved that. I honestly was kind of torn between deciding which field. Ultimately, what kind of drove me to do PM&R over emergency medicine was I feel like I had a little bit more control over, like, my daily schedule in the field. I feel like there was a little more opportunity to, like, practice in, like, a private clinical setting, which I feel like, in emergency medicine, you're kind of working for a hospital system. Even though it's a really cool job, I kind of want at some point to potentially, like, be able to, you know, run my own gig kind of thing. And that was important to me. I also, the thing is, I also feel like I learned about PM&R a little late in the game. Um, but it's a super interesting field, and I'm I'm someone who's very, very active. I, like, played high school sports, like basketball, football, and volleyball. Um, and like, you know, being active and functional is a super huge part of my life. And that's exactly what the whole field is about. It's about getting patients who are either acutely sick or injured or have some sort of decrease in functionality and helping them restore that functionality and get back to like their daily lives and allowing them to do things that they love. So I felt like, you know, I totally sympathize with those patients and understand what they're going through. Uh, and I feel like you know, if I was in that situation, I would want functionality to be, like, the number one priority for me, too. So that's why I kind of was like, you know what, I feel like I kind of vibe with this field a lot, and I chose that. So there was just a lot of combination of things. It wasn't that I didn't like emergency medicine, but it was just that, I don't know, PMR kind of spoke to me a little more. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think you made some good points for sure. I like, I kind of feel the same way about uh, about the the thought process that you're kind of just working for a hospital system. I think I think there are certain opportunities to, I guess, be your own boss and um, right. have more responsibility that way. But I think it is more like the opportunities are certainly more slim. So from that yeah. perspective, it definitely makes more sense, especially if you want the clinical setting, because obviously the, emer- the emergency department is so different than an actual clinic. I mean, it's not a clinic. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of yeah. the, the other problem that I was facing. I just found I found a lot of things in medicine interesting, and I liked the hospital setting. I liked the clinical setting. But at the end of the day, I kind of want to just have a little more opportunity later on in life to decide if I wanted to, like, you know, slow slow things down and work in a clinical setting, I feel like I'd have that option. Um, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, there are opportunities to do that in emergency medicine too with the fellowship if you did sports medicine or something like that, right? Yeah, there are opportunities. But, I mean, I, I and I think that people would say that there is opportunity to slow down in emergency medicine too, but right. I think the version of slowing down is either you work less shifts and okay. – you know, if you if you take that route, you're still you're still going to work and you're still seeing patients at a pace that is pretty brisk, I think, depending mm-hmm. on where you work, of course. Right. Um but you can always like branch out to you know, urgent care. There's a lot of now I mean with, with COVID, I mean there's actually a lot of telehealth opportunities out there and I'm doing some of that stuff on my on my days off. Mm-hmm. Um so, so there's opportunities, but you have to be very creative and kind of branch out. I think a lot of people in emergency medicine talk about, like, they always have, like, everybody in emergency medicine has a side gig. Right. <laughs> um, so that's – it's kind of weird to think about because it's like, hey, we went to medical school for eight years, and then we did – or not eight years. We did undergrad and med school or whatever combination, and then you do, like, three years of residency, and then maybe you did a fellowship – and then you come out and you're like looking for a side gig, so it's kind of funny to think. Yeah, about. that is funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, and I think like the point about the schedule too, like the schedule is pretty tough. I think in the last like year, it's really, for me, it's like definitely amplified because I think in residency, you're just you're so caught up in like what you're doing and learning, and everything is new and exciting. Like every trauma patient, you're like, oh, this is awesome, and then. Yeah. You know, you're not really worried about flipping from nights to days and working an afternoon from time to time and, you know, working. Like, I work, I worked afternoons the last two days, and tomorrow morning I have to go into a shift at 5.30 in the morning. So it's like a pretty pretty crazy shift back and forth. So there's definitely irregularity there. So it makes yeah. for, an, uh, for an interesting lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, that was that was something I did think about for sure. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, there's so many specialties, and I came down to EM and PM and R. So I really did think they were both super cool. Like, I, I honestly think your job is super cool. I know that has some drawbacks, but I feel like every field, including PM and R, has its own drawback, you know? So it just of depends course. on what you can what you can kind of deal with. At least for me, I felt like everything kind of would have clicked in either field, but I just felt like PM and R spoke to me a little more, so... It was a tough yeah. decision at the end of the day, but it is what I went with. Yeah, for sure. What uh, what rotation are you on now? So I actually just finished my uh, PM&R rotation last week on Friday, which is why I was like super okay. busy last week. And then I also had ERAS due last week. So that was all on Friday, what I finished. And then I'm actually off this lock, so I don't have anything going on for the next couple of weeks. 
Isn't that a sweet perk of fourth year? Yes. Honestly, like, if you told me that this was the reality of fourth year during my first two years, I wouldn't have believed it. But honestly, it's so nice you can just come <laughs> blocked off. Yeah. yeah, man. I remember having, like, uh, I remember having a, uh, I had a block off. I remember that. And then the time to interview is probably my favorite memory of fourth year, just because you get to travel, like, throughout the United States. I don't know if you're going to get to do that. Is it, is it all, uh, yeah, uh, man, you're like telebase now? Yeah, you're rubbing it in my face. We don't get to travel at all. So we have to, we have uh, everything color. virtual. But I guess we save money. That's one perk of it. We do, we just do everything via Zoom. But I heard that that was like one of the best parts about interview season where you get to travel, you get to meet other applicants, you get to meet program directors face to face and like kind of get to show them what you're all about. But I feel like there, there's some aspect of that with, with interviewing, uh, via Zoom, but it's not as much. Yeah. I mean, the interview trail was definitely like probably my favorite part of everything that every, anything that I really got to do in medical school because you just get to see. Uh, so many people, I mean, I only had six interviews, so there's an asterisk there, but I know, like, talking to people yeah. that went on, like, 15, 16, 17 interviews, it's like, you guys to see the same people over and over, and the coolest part is just getting to know the culture of the, of the residency program when you visit there, because I, I think that's probably going to be pretty difficult via Zoom, because you're just meeting, yeah, I'm guessing you're just meeting with, like, the program leadership for your interviews, right? Are you, have, programs indicated that you're going to get to like talk to anybody else so i actually don't know exactly how it works i've talked to a couple fourth year students from so they get their pgy ones now but i talked to mm-hmm. some students who did the uh interview trail last year via zoom and i think they had they met their they met their individual interviewers which were sometimes residents sometimes other faculty and then they also had times where they met the program directors and other faculty but it was I, it definitely was not as extensive um, as it was as it would have been obviously in person. But the things that, they, that these programs do uh, now to kind of facilitate that a little more is that they'll have the interview day where you meet certain people, but throughout the entire interview season, they'll be hosting virtual Zoom sessions with all the residents. They'll have some Q and A with the faculty. So instead of just everything being on the interview day. There's like multiple days throughout the entire year where you can get on Zoom and if you, if you sign up for one of their events, you can like go ahead and like meet with the faculty and meet with the residents. I don't know if that was already done beforehand. Um, when, the, when this wasn't like a, when, when the interview season wasn't all via Zoom, but now that's like something that people rely heavily on to kind of get to know the culture of the program a little more. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't remember really doing that. I just remember visiting for the interview and spending like the night before like a dinner event or something like that. And then something maybe after the actual interview day itself. Um, right. And then just kind of taking off from there. And then I guess you always have second look. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, but yeah, I mean the, the uh, figuring out the culture of the program was kind of the coolest thing. I remember I went to a program and it was like November and it was in the, it was in the Midwest. And okay. I remember them just throwing this, like, the residents were like, hey, we're throwing a house party. And I was like, okay, that sounds awesome. And they were like, yeah, you should come. And so it went, and it was, like, one of the coolest experiences because they were just, like, sitting around. I think I think it was at the chief's house, and I think his wife made chili, and there were just, like, pots of chili in, like, different parts of the house. 
and then you could just like <laughs> go around, grab a beer from like any cooler, and just sit down and talk to like any of the residents or their like significant others. And they had a really strong showing, which was yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, so I just remember that so being like a really cool part of it. So what made you not choose that program if you felt like the culture was good? It was, I think when I left, I had to, I had like a 5 a.m. flight back home. And okay. at the time, I was living in Gainesville. And so I flew to Jacksonville. And I remember leaving, I remember waking up at like 4 o'clock, and I had to take like the train to the airport, and it was minus 4 degrees out, and I was freezing. Oh, that would be it. <laughs> obviously, yeah, like I grew up in South Florida. And yeah. Uh, flew back to Jacksonville and it was, I remember landing and it was like 78 and sunny and I went from the airport and I had like all these clothes on. I was like, I can't do this. I'm not like, I'm not a cold (laughs) person. And so I ended up ranking that program number two, but yeah, I mean, I was just like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to do this. There's no way. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, that's like a huge fear of mine also, because just like you, I'm born and raised in South Florida. Um, I have never actually left. I've been, I went to UM, University of Miami for undergrad, and then I've been at FIU Med for the past four years. Mm-hmm. I do travel a lot, and I go out of state a lot, especially up north, but hopefully I can handle, um, hope, hopefully I can handle the weather up north, because I feel like a lot of the, a lot of strong programs that I like are up there too. There's a lot of really good programs mm-hmm. in Florida too, so it's not like, I feel like I don't have like a super strong like pull. Obviously, my family's down here, so that's something that's pulling me here. But otherwise, a lot of really cool programs and a lot of really cool cities are up north, too. So I kind of want to, you know, this might be the time in my life where I go and explore up north and see what what it's all about, what, what everyone's talking about up there. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's a, I think that's a wise decision. I, I, I always go back and forth on whether I should have done that. And I think I should have probably explored a little bit further because I think you get exposed to hospital systems in, like, a different way – like a different culture yeah. of medicine as a whole when you leave like a region. Exactly, yeah. I feel like it would just be cool uh in the medical setting and also just like personal experience wise, just to get to experience like a new region of the of the country, it would be kinda nice too. Yeah. So what are you doing with all your time off? Anything in particular? So I um what I mean, I'm still trying to, you know, stay active, get my workouts in daily, but I'm actually taking step two in a couple of weeks, so I'm just finishing up my prep for that. So it's nice to be able to be home and not have any rotations while I'm finishing the prep up for that, but I'll be taking it in like two weeks, and then that will be hopefully the last exam I take for a at least another year or two before I take step three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, step two yeah. is definitely, uh, definitely easier than uh, step one. I'm sure you're going to do perfectly fine on that. Yeah, I already feel it. I mean, I've been prepping for it, and it's just, honestly, I think it's just a lot of step one knowledge coming back, and, like, uh, it just feels a lot more intuitive than step one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's more, like, I guess it's more uh, more practical and more applied rather than, like, book, book knowledge. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't want to jinx it. I haven't gotten a score yet, so hopefully I do fine. But. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be all right, man. I think you should... Thoroughly take advantage of the schedule that fourth year offers because that's never coming back. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure, man. Thanks for having me on the on the call with you. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast for a little bit, and they're really cool, so glad that I joined you. Yeah, for sure, man. Good chat with you. You too. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Yep, have a good night. Bye. Bye, man.